Hello, and welcome to Everything Remain, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. A Part by Peak, featuring my pal Michael Gonzalez on bass and vocals. The song is from their split with Apostles of Eris, which you can get on the Larry Records band camp. Um, it's kind of goofy, honestly. I remember I would always hang out with my cousin Leandra, and we would just always get into like the most insane just like you know we lived out in the middle of nowhere in south texas through a red valley so you kind of just had to like create your own fun <laughs> um which you know i'm sure like everyone can understand but there was this one bit where it was uh raining and there was just mud all over the front yard and we just kind of created this weird kind of um like water mud slide if you will and i just thought it was like the most fun thing as a kid and we would just like always do the most insane stuff like oh god this one time we just i don't know why grabbed every condiment we had and decided to mix them up and it ended up yeah just being a huge mess my mom would always just be like dude what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) But that is definitely a fond one. She, we are still super close, and we end up like talking about like, hey, do you remember this one time? And why did we do that? <laughs> yeah. So did you like um, with the condiment thing? Although that's like the the least uh, endearing part of this story. Was there a goal in mind for that? Like, were you like, did you put it on burgers afterwards? Or you're just like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Well, a lot of it was just kind of like, let's see what happens. But then, like, I know my sisters would always watch, like, watch us while, like, my parents were out or, like, working. And so, yeah, I would just, like, find these, I don't know why, I would just do these, like, absurd things. And, like, you know, she would, like, be with me and we would just be like, dude, this seems like such a great idea. Because, one, there was nothing to do. Um, And, two, you know, it was just, like, her and I constantly were the same age. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that. And then it might've ended up in a food fight. Cause I definitely remember like days after my sisters just throwing like all their hair products everywhere. And like, yeah, the, the trailer was such a mess. <laughs> like, poor parents. <laughs> I really like put them through it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Um, <clears throat> now you said, you said Texas and that's where we met, but, um, where specifically did you grow up uh, in Texas? Yeah, um, no, so I'm originally from the Rio Grande Valley, like a small town called La Feria, which is like, I want to say 30 minutes, it's a border by Mexico, so like Mexico is like 30 minutes away, and I just like remember going as a kid, I haven't gone in so long, but um, I actually went back home for Thanksgiving recently to visit my grandmother, Um, and that was sweet, I hadn't been home in like 10 years, um, which was really nice to like catch up with family and like, you know, I surprised my folks. It was like such a sweet moment. Yeah. It was really, yeah, that's awesome. Um, now when you say back home, you mean back to that town or? 
Uh, yeah, so I went um, to the Valley. I was in Austin for a few days, but then I like spent like a couple in um, the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and then I just went back to Austin for a minute just to like say hello to everybody because I also had not been home in like quite some time. Right. I guess that's ultimately what I was getting at. Was, do your parents still live in that town or did everyone move to Austin later? So you were the only one that moved to Austin. Um, when did you move to Austin and what was that all about exactly? Uh, yeah, my um, dad actually. So he I was like an elementary school, I believe, and he got like a job promotion. And he, you know, my uncle had lived up there. So he joined him like shortly after. And we just kind of stayed in the valley till like we, you know, raised enough money to like make the move. <clears throat> up until recently, though, like Austin, I love it, but it's definitely become like a, a weird like tech mecca. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So. I guess just like rent has increased. So my parents had to move back, which I believe was like earlier this year. Um, but like, they're super pumped on it. You know, like my grandparents are getting, my grandma's getting old, like their siblings live there. And I'm pretty sure like, they just seemed really ready. Yeah. I, did, I did fit bad for my dad though. I was like, do you like it down here? And he's like, I mean, there's not much to do, but it's super calming. Like I was just sitting in the like front yard of my grandma's and it was just like so calming to like not hear any traffic or anything. It's just <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Right. That's because like, especially for you, like you, so you went from Austin, which is already, you know what it is and, and, and turned around and moved somewhere even more like populated and, and busy <laughs> and yeah, chaotic. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I always, you know, oh gosh, I mean, um, I, I feel like when I'm in any city, I feel like I'm in New York, like, like, oh my God, it's so busy. Cause I just, I, I don't know. I like don't do well in cities. Um, but, uh, especially being in New York, it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> there is a, um, there is a, a, a character designation um, that uh, the the other folks in Coma Regalia gave me uh, when I'm in New York. It's like New York, Sean, and and they're like, you don't like you, something about the manic state that you enter into is so very New York that you just like <laughs> you you know you, you like they're talking about. Um, they're glad that I was driving because I just, I just would cut people off and I would just do this. And, and, and I was like, I did not do, I was totally almost unaware that I was doing any of this. It was just <laughs> literally chameleoning, you know? Um, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. <laughs> right, it, right. It's unfortunate because I drive like my grandma. So <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like the slowest driver. It's insane. I was even scared to drive back in Texas. So I totally understand. Oh yeah. It's, it's brutal. Um, so, you know, um, what, what, uh, what actually like, or, you know, what made you to where you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of Texas. Was it, I mean, <clears throat> was it just a need to move or were you, was it something about the, the, the life there that was just like, you're looking at New York and you're like, that's the kind of place for me. Um, honestly, I had never really been out of the state of Texas and I was, um, out, uh, I was out having lunch with, uh, 
my friend Henning, my current roommate. And she was like, hey, I'm moving to New York. And I was like, dude, that sounds rad. Like, I would love to visit. And her mom and I have, like, worked together, too. Her mom's very talented, like, crochet artist. And her mom's like, why don't you ask Michael to be your roommate? And I kind of, like, laughed at it because I was like, what am I going to do in New York City? Like, it just seems so far away, far from my family, far from, like, my friends, you know. I had, like, I had a band going. I think I was doing, like, Masaka at the time. And, um and yeah, you know, like when we were trying to create little DIY art spaces as it was like slowly depleting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this is my life. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I found a quarter on the floor and I was just like, you know what? If it lands on heads, no shit. I'll go. It. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'll go check it out for a couple of weeks. And sure enough, it did. Mm-hmm. And I had $800 to my name and I was just like, look, you're in your early mid 20s. Like, you're only going to get this chance once. Like, try it out and i was not even planning on moving here i just kind of got here and like i fell in love with the city it was just like such a change of pace and like you know the music scene was cool i think i had saw like lytic my first week here or something like that and i was just like whoa there's a screamo scene here this is so sick because mm-hmm. <laughs> i was gonna say like 800 bucks in new york is like about 50 cents anywhere else right <laughs> Honestly, you spend that like walking out. (laughs) You just get charged on the, you know, what's this for? It's for the air. It's uh, exactly. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. So, I mean, just right away, you just, you you just, uh, it just clicked with you. Yeah, immediately. I mean, like, also, I just like meeting people. What it was like, like I said, I hadn't like really traveled much. Um, So it was really nice to like come here, like see different cultures, try different foods. Um, just be like immersed in like, you know, it's, a, it's a huge city. There's just so much going on. And I think I just fell in love with all of that. So yeah. I had to stay or figure out how I was going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And you, um, you, you know, y- y'all started peak, like it, it seemed like almost before you moved, but maybe I just don't know when you moved, but it was really quick. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, like, right after my move. I, like, definitely had Facebook at the time. I forgot, like, what, like, Screamo form it was, but I was definitely, like, I didn't really have, like, that many friends. Like I said, it was, like, easy for me to, like, go out and, like, talk to people, but also, like, you know, it's not like I'd be like, hey, do you you ever heard of this band, (laughs) like, right away? So I just, like, randomly decided to post on one of the groups and I was just like, Hey, like I just moved to New York. Does anyone want to like listen to Screamo or maybe like play music? And that's when Larry kind of like bit and was just like, Hey, what's up? And then, um, yeah, we hung out. He lived in uh Bed-Stuy at the time. I went over to his place. We like listened to a few records and I believe he was playing in drums in like people's temple project at the time. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yeah, like I just bought, like, you know, I have a guitar, like I have this like riff and I brought my bass over. We just kind of wrote our lot and that was like our first, like, so we started working on our lot and that was our first song, which was really sweet. And Larry's a goofball. I love that guy. That's awesome. I love how it was just like, yeah, I got one riff. Like, I mean, <laughs> like I, I'm, it might sound like I'm being like, like, backhanded with that but i honestly think that's amazing because like i am so nervous about showing people stuff that i've come up with that like there's no way i would ever wrote 
like showed someone one riff and been like, yeah, <laughs> like I would have had to have 15 things because I was, I'm so sure that people would hate 14 of them, you know, like. <laughs> no, no, but so I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So that's <laughs> amazing. That just like, yeah, yeah. Here's this, check this out. And then it's just like became this thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it worked out. It was like very sweet too. Cause I think like, I know he'd been playing guitar for a minute, I believe, but uh, like, I don't think he was ever playing like guitar in a band. Yeah, so no. that was cool too. It was just like, and he's gotten so insane. I'm just like, damn, I wish I would stop working so I could start play, practicing more. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we're, we jumped ahead a bit there. I mean, that's, you know, the, the nature of like this loose conversation. Um, so, you know, like you mentioned Masaka before and, um, you were involved in like, more than a few projects that I cannot remember the names of when we <laughs> had like cross paths in Texas. Um, uh, Masaka was definitely the last one that I remember playing with, but were you, you were also involved in um, Moda Tears, right? At some point. Was oh that yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 Mike is such a good guy, like such a cool person. He's also so fun to work with. Like he wrote all of those songs and he was working at a studio and I think we were like trying to do like another project at the time and we were just all very busy, but he, I think had Moda Tears, like the first or whatever release it was, I know it was like for school and yeah, he was just like, dude, I have these tracks, like, uh, they just need some vocals. And I was like, this sounds kind of fun. Um, and I got there and like, he showed me them and I had never heard, like, I think he sent me like one and I was like, wow, this is super epic um and we got there and it was like so fun just like working together like coming up with ideas and vocal patterns and like such a like calming person to work with too and like such a solid person yeah sometimes i think when you when you get put on the spot like that and you have to just react sometimes i think that's almost like it's almost easier than when you've got like weeks or months to think about how dumb that one line you wrote was and how you got to start <laughs> over, you know, because of this one thing or, you know, I mean, that's just me speaking from like my own experiences, but like, did you find that, did you find that like how you, you're, you know, saying you kind of just got there and it was just like, okay, go. Did you find that like refreshing and um, like the challenge like amped you up or? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, because, like, I had these, like, lyrics written down for um, Masaka, I believe, and it was after, like, the, God, the Pulse shooting, um, and so I just, like, had all this, like, frustration, and, and I just felt, like, so bad for, like, all these innocent lives, and so I had these lyrics, and I, you know, I really wish Masaka could have recorded as well, but, like, um, you know, he just was like, hey, dude, here's this, like, I have some written um and i felt like yeah i was like lethargic to just like you know be like dude do what you want we could do as many takes like we have so much time um yeah because it was just like super just raw and it felt nice to just like <laughs> get that out <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um <clears throat> going back even further than that like what got you into music in the first place um my parents always listened to like the Hano music and like I just always loved the like guitar and like it just always had people dancing. But 
um yeah and then like after that you know my sisters always listen to like hip-hop rap and like probably some new metal <laughs> um and i just like always liked the like weird like that there was just so much options and yeah you know i just kind of always kept an ear out and you know as i got older it became like more alternative um but yeah i mean i, I just always it's been calming for someone you know like as like mental health issues or whatever it's like a coping mechanism so i've just like felt like i could you know get a sense of feeling from like any sort of genre if you will or like artist yeah and did you start taking that like that sense of feeling and that like cathartic nature like more and more and in internalize like internalizing it more and more like when you started like playing an instrument as well or absolutely i mean like i'm just i feel like i still like am showing myself things constantly like um it's just been a while like i've just been working non-stop so i feel bad for peak too like it's been really hard um luckily my schedule's like letting up but like i had taken like a guitar classic guitar class in like high school i believe and then like they stopped doing it i did like a little bit of percussion um in like seventh grade um but yeah you know it's like it's is very like calming <laughs> so i just yeah i mean like lately i've been trying to get into my partner plays synthesizers which is also like a whole new oh, yeah. uh, machine to me and it's fascinating so it's like fun because you know i hardly know what the heck i'm playing half the time so it's just a matter of me showing myself again but it's fun to like i've always loved the whole like dreamy kind of bedroom noise music so playing that with him is like so fun because it's just like there's no like pretension it's just like hey let's play some tunes <laughs> yeah yeah i love like i love when you are doing something new um and incorporating instruments you don't usually work with i love how um anything you do like this this just the most simple shit that you sit and fuck around with you can do that for like hours and everything is so cool and fun and you're not like at all like being a harsh critic of it or like judging your um enthusiasm about it in a in a way that you or at least you know i i do once you are more familiar with the ex expected like sounds and performances of that um instrument or genre you know like Absolutely. yeah like you i mean how it's almost a it's almost like a i wonder if sometimes i put off like knowing more about like piano or synth or whatever these things that i've got sitting around that i do play like occasionally i i wonder if i'm almost subconsciously like holding on to that naivety about it just because like when you get on there and you're just like, you make the cool thing that comes out of your head, but you don't really know what you're doing. It feels like that much more like special or accomplished, you know, I don't know. if that, Yeah. I don't know. if that no, makes, I agree. <laughs> but like, yeah, when you're saying like, you just, you just can sit there and play for hours, you know, it's like, that's, that's the, the feeling I get. Like when you, you know, and I mean, I think that's, I think guitar players, even after you've been playing forever, I think they get that same thing. Um, except um, it's like 
uh, they get the, yeah, you gotta have this new pedal, right? Like, no. you know, you know how like, that's like the, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, trite like, um, stereotype of guitar players. Like, no, I just need this new pedal. Cause like you get it and then you just play your guitar for like three hours and it's just like so much fun. <laughs> a complete new sound. Yeah, it's just like a new thing that you haven't like worn out yet or whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I hope that y'all uh, <clears throat> at some point put some songs up because I'd be very excited to hear that. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, I'm I'm most familiar with you playing bass. Is that the instrument that that you click with the most, um, or is that just like you just do what? needs to be done um at the time um well i yeah i kind of started in this band i was in called Inbrell, and i just kind of like you know every band I was, like or you know project that i would be a part of like everyone was like oh i'm gonna play guitar and so i just kind of stuck with it and also like um i was like in this like band in middle school my friend jordan who's still like a really good buddy of mine uh, he was just a phenomenal bass player, and I just, like, always admired it because I could never really hear it a lot, like, before, like, playing the instrument a lot in, like, songs. And then, like, I was noticing it more and more because he had, like, all these, like, really smooth, like, transitions and bass lines and grooves. And I was just like, wow, this is actually really cool. <laughs> it has a little punch to it. I love it. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I just, like, always liked it, especially, like, in Scree Boats. It's new <laughs> to me, so it's a lot of fun to learn. one of those uh one of those ones you know that um i think i had heard the band like before um i i perhaps before i had ever met you um it was like at some point um i had i had uh done done like did like a, a tape trade or something with blake and i'm pretty sure that blake sent me because they definitely sent me like uh, statuette tape and Aww. was was there an in braille tape as well at some i believe point? so yeah yeah because i'm pretty sure i've got that and <laughs> that's I, and, insane yeah and that's that's one that i forget like that you're a part of until like oh yeah 
Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, from there, like where, um, let's kind of like go over, you know, your, your like, uh, d- d- little like diamond in the rough, uh, screamo gems. So there's in Braille and then there's, um, Masaka and then, uh, Mode of Tears and Mode of Tears Peak. Um, um what peak, am I missing? Uh, I did Yorick with the right. who, who was also in uh, in Braille, right? Um, and that's sweet too. I believe he's planning on moving here too. So I was like, dude, we must like start something as soon as you get here, yeah. Um, because we played so with Yorick at the yeah, uh, that's what I thought. The bookstore, yeah, that's the one I couldn't remember. I was trying to remember the name too, but I remember that too because I remember meeting you and I was like, "Oh, Sean's sweetie." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was like that was a really cool show. It was like uh, just a real like unassuming strip mall and like, is this? You know, I'm always like, "Is this gonna be like? Is this? Are people not gonna complain or like what's gonna you know?" And then it's just <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's totally cool and there's people walking by and stopping and watching bands through the windows and you're just like, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do miss that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. It was like, um, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how many times people actually come in after that, but, um, you know, it's just kind of like, what's happening here? Okay. Like, that's not for me and keep walking or what, you know? But uh, yeah, it was also so rad. Like they're just like, such a cool bookstore. It was like super DIY. And like the fact that they were just like that place. And then there was like, uh, I believe the parlor next to like a few like doors down and they would just always have shows. I always thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always so inviting. Yeah. It was a really cool place. I think that was, that must have been, um, that was a long time ago. That must, have, I think that was like 2000. Was it 15? <clears throat> Maybe. Oh God, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it was like right after ours is the Cosmos Noble came out, um, because uh, Daniela bought that record from me at that show. So I remember that. Aww. Yeah. And uh, oh. yeah, and she was like, "That's you on the cover," and I was like, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> because like I I you know it was just like I just. I don't know. I, I, I draw from reference a lot. And so that was, you know, that was the reference of, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, from the back of this, from the back of this head, you, you got me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so sick. Was, oh, uh, she's so kind. I know. I know. I, I miss being able to go down to Texas, like once every six months, you know, um, just in seeing, uh, you know, uh, Parker and Daniela and, you know, the, the folks that are still there. Oh yeah, truly. I saw Parker or I forgot what it was. It was definitely like some weird, like emo Instagram. They must be from Texas, but, um, yeah, I saw that like Parker was in this like new band. It sounded really sick. Um, it was like very like kind of nineties, like loud. It, it sounded so cool. <laughs> I need to like figure out more about it. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Cause I, you know, there's no way to keep up with all of Parker's bands unless you constantly <laughs> go the play with them. Guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're sick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, um, you know, um, we kind of went into, like, you know, a lot of the, like, um, formative parts about, like, you know, how you got into music and, and all that, but, like, 
as far as um, <clears throat> your recording experience, we only just talked about Mode of Tears. And sometimes I think that like all of the different approaches to recordings and stuff are like super interesting and there can be some like really fun stories there. So um, what um, kinds of recording experiences have you had that like really like bring out like um, either the best or the worst in like what you can do? I mean, I read on the uh, Peak Records um, thing about people being um tethered to a very short uh headphone cord during one recording like what other kind of experiences have you had that have stuck out <laughs> um yeah i mean this definitely the one that like comes to mind is within braille <laughs> um and it was because like we were like super young i believe i was like maybe like a senior in high school at the time <laughs> or maybe even younger like a junior but uh yeah my friend emilio uh, or Emilio, yeah, he had a, an apartment. Of, yeah, so this must have been after high school. He had an apartment, and I just remember, like, Daryl was, like, getting into audio engineering. So, he, you know, we recorded guitars, drums there, and then we were trying to track vocals in the closet, but, like, it just wasn't working, like, the way we wanted. So <laughs> this, like, one is just, like, so memorable because it was just, like, it was definitely, like, a skit. <laughs> but like we ended up going to the mall because we're like all right we just we have no money we have nowhere to like track these vocals and we're all going to sound very insane so we park by the movie theater and we just track vocals in this car and like i felt so bad because i was like well these people the people that are leaving must like be like what the hell's going on so like i remember like stepping out for a smoke like seeing the security guard just like drive by, like drive by in confusion but <laughs> tracking vocals in the car was the most like insane but like memorable experience i'll ever have because <laughs> we were like so young and it's just it's so funny to look back on now <laughs> that's it's wild that you wound up in a mall I mean, like, yeah. of all places. But, like, you know, I actually know a lot of people that do vocals in their car now, which is, like, it It didn't make sense to me until it did. But, like, <laughs> the fact that you were in a mall parking lot is very, uh, very hilarious. Like, just, I mean, I've often wondered, you know, like, um, that whole, like, thing where, you know, like, you're, like, what do what would anyone that can hear this because they're literally just hearing you scream. They're not hearing, you know, any music or anything along with it, um, must think is going on, you know, and it's, it's kind of, that's kind of, you know, in a way that's kind of its own, like, you know, like, um, um, can of worms or whatever, like why haven't there been more, uh, concerned misunderstandings regarding like you know uh someone <laughs> someone screaming you know at at the top of their lungs for for hours um but uh <clears throat> yeah i mean um yeah it's wild especially like how, just how you know much more portable um self-recording has become like i definitely like <clears throat> I think that um I think that uh Luca from Lizarel um I think that she did 
the vocals for our EP that we did a little bit ago in her car. Um, oh. And like, I know Tom uh, was doing vocals in his car for a while. And I have this one project where my friend uh, Darius did vocal, uh, vocals in their car. And um, that was actually like, that was actually like, they actually did the vocals like while the um, song played over the car stereo. <laughs> it was this like really like, it was this really interesting like way that they did it. I don't know if they just did it, did the vocals on their phone. I honestly don't know. Um, but <laughs> I got the files and it's like, so I got to where the vocals like s stop, you know, like where the, where, and, and then you can hear the song in between and it, and it created this like, like, um, like you can't just leave the song in the middle where the vocals are. Like you can't just leave it there. Cause it, it, there's phase issues like, like wild. Right. So like <laughs> you gotta like trim it. Right. And it, it created this effect where it sounded like somebody clicking a guitar pedal on and off. And I thought it was really cool. Um, <laughs> so sick. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I'm like, please, nobody do that to me again. Cause I had to sit there and <laughs> like really fade these vocals in and out, you know, but, um, but it was, it was very cool. It's like, it's, uh, and yeah, that's, that's 100% why I ask these questions. Cause I always, you know, I'm always hearing about these, like, these um wild stories that are, i mean i don't know that's so much fun and that's like you know that's something that like somebody can go and listen to that ep later and just be and they're rooted to that like in a way that you know they never were before i just think that's so cool um but yeah um so we um oh excuse me so we like uh covered you know the beginning of peak, um, like how, you know, you and Larry got together and, you know, you initially had started, um, the project that way. Um, but, um, one thing I, you know, was curious about is like peak has a lot of, um, y'all have a lot of releases that, um, where you'll have a song, and you might have a release that's only just like the one song or whatever it's for like a comp or just like, you know, to put something up. Um, and then you'll revisit that song at another point. And oftentimes like it's a, it's a re-recording. And I was wondering, like, is there one good reason for that, that, that y'all, you know, have visited this idea more than once or, are there just like tons, like, you know, one thing, for example, is like how I was wondering if this is like an observation on how artists now generally will put out singles to like, sort of like track interest, not necessarily like we're going to see if people like this and then we'll decide if we like it, not like that, you know what I mean? But like, is this... Is it just like, well, we thought we could have done better, so we did it again? Or is it just like, are there lots of reasons, and can you like go into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, 
Or, well, specifically, uh, we did that with Keon, who I miss dearly. Such a sweet guy. Uh, but after that, we just, like, you know, uh, we had just had gotten different members, like Cooper, too. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just, like, a matter of just, like, we were just adding on, like, other like another guitar player or like new drummer. So we just kind of just decided to re-record. But um, yeah, so some, there was some of those singles. I'm like, we should play these shows, but then like, we'll, you know, come up with like a few other tracks for like the set list. Uh, just kind of forget to revisit. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just like, it's fun to like, I guess go back and like re- recreate it or add to it. Um, I guess in my opinion, but I'm sure our lot is now done. <laughs> Hopefully we'll start playing it again. <laughs> well, that wasn't the only time that y'all had done that. I think that uh, Jack's song, is that the right name? Oh my that? God, you're right. Yeah. Aw, Jackson, yeah. rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. That's my, yeah, that, that song is like, I miss playing that song too. It's such a fun one. Um but, like, that just happens. And, like, it's crazy because, like, uh, we were jamming or we were having band practice. And, like, I forgot who started playing. I think, like, Larry started playing, like, one of the older songs. And I was like, dude, why don't we play these anymore? <laughs> it's so cool. Or they're just, like, really fun to play. Uh, but, like, even now we are playing, like, a set list that, like, is not recorded. We're supposed to record these songs, I believe, this month with our really good friend Nicole. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, a matter of that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just curious because, yeah, I mean, I definitely like, you know, some of the conversations that I've had like over the past, you know, year or so have really like put me on to like different um, ideas as far as, you know, um, how people look at releasing songs and, and material in general. Like, um, now that like, you know, streaming is the, not that streaming hasn't been the biggest thing for quite a while, but it's like, it's really just things are going in, in ways that, you know, um, as like a, a screamo old head that just puts out like a kind of like an album at a time and not really, you know, much else. Like it, it's, it's fascinates me. Like, you know, the, the, um, the idea of like putting out just like a song or two at a time and then later like compiling them or like reworking them, you know, into like an album format, you know, or whatever. And it's, it's as opposed to just like the. Leaving like, it as like a single or something. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving it <laughs> as a single or, or like, you know, which is my, my case, there never being a single and just being like, okay, here's the new album and and (laughs) just leaving it at that, which is like a very, like, I don't know, like a, like I, you know, an old head approach, like classic rock. Like what am I in, in the band Boston in 1976 or like what, (laughs) you know, what's going on? But, um, yeah, I, uh, in my case, I, it's not, um, it's not an aversion to any other kind of approach as it is, just that when I, ha- you know, have something like when I'm when I've set my sights on like making a certain thing, 
I just, I get carried away and it ends up an album, I think is usually <laughs> the, the, the answer to that. And it's just like, I, um, I do better like at scheduling myself to be creative for like larger blocks of time or whatever than like just, um, being, giving myself all the anxiety of recording and then just doing like one song and it being over. Like, how, how do you feel about that idea as far as like, you know, what, what side do you like lean on? Like the, the like, okay, we're going to record one song. It's going to be nice and, and, you know, tight and we're going to get in and we're going to get out or, or do you like the, like, okay, we got seven songs to do and we're really going to hunker down. We're going to get this done. And like, you know, do you go with both like equally or is there a preference for you? Um, so I mean, like specifically like with peak, it's been cool. Cause we've been like demoing a lot, which is like helpful for me just to like play back or like play along with, but, um, yeah, like recording, I mean, it's, it's, I like the single version if it's like for a compilation or a split. But like you were saying, like a lot of that will just like either use that same song or like, you know, add it to like a, you know, an EP or something. Um, and I think it's like fun when, you know, to also just go into recording like, you know, stress free and just have everything like set. Um, so I agree with you. I mean, it's better to just like have all the tracks and just like get them done. Um, but like, you know, I, I like it equally in that sense as well. Cause you know, if you, your friends bands, like let's do a split and you just have this one track, they could like easily track and, you know, share that <laughs> together is kind of special. obviously like had lots of different recording experiences like over peak um it have you all like sort of locked in like a recording routine at this point or do you just like show up and whoever's pushing the buttons like you're just like okay i'm ready to go you, you know with the way that they 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, so last time we recorded was with Nicole, and once again, super solid person to work with, like, she's so kind and, like, just patient, um, but, so we're going back with her again, which I'm very excited for, um, but, like, it's kind of crazy because all these schedules are insane, you know, just everyone's working, um, so this time might be a little different, we'll see, normally we're all there together, which is, like, very nice, because we'll just, like, hang out, the studio's really fun, they have, like, all kinds of instruments that we try to like utilize like into songs um especially for like jack's tunes like we added like there's just shakers you had like just crazy pianos it was really fun <clears throat> excuse me but um yeah <clears throat> this time might be a little different with our hectic schedules i believe like we're gonna go in cooper was gonna do is like you know track the drums we'll scratch guitar and then we'll go back um we also had like a vocalist for a brief moment, but uh, Eve um, Eve was very solid, and you know their schedule conflicted as well. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna get done though, so I'm very excited about that. These songs are really like they're super fun to play. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know what you're doing with those yet, or you can't say? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. soon to be recorded. <laughs> yeah. I know Larry, uh, always like when I print stuff for Larry, uh, they're always like, don't, don't, please don't post any pictures until after. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And oh like, my God. I yeah. love Larry. It's so, it's so, um, it's so cloak and dagger for a screamo operation, you know? And I, I, oh my God, absolutely. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it because I'm just a like a fucking balloon that got popped and just, <laughs> you know, all the air goes out and, you know, uh, and the the spit from when somebody blew it up is going all over the room. But um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I like bug Larry all the time. I'm like, so what else are you? Because like Larry will post like, you know, like three top bands that like will be released like in a few weeks or later this month. Like, we'll have band practice, and I'm like, just tell me who. Like, tell who am I going to tell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to blab it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I respect that because, like, I've had a project since February that I've got, like, 40 people involved in, and nobody. Whoa, cool. Nobody knows who else is on it. Like unless they're so rad. unless they're all talking amongst themselves, like, "Hey, are you on this thing?" Which <laughs> very very good possibility, I guess. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. I I love that I love that cloak and dagger stuff. I just uh, a lot of times I can't I can't pull it off. I'm too excited. I'm too ready to you know just uh just be like, "Oh my god, listen to this thing." Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah. the same way. So I like respect it. Like <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, we talked about, like, you know, what you got into as far as, like, music and stuff um, when you moved in, moved to New York. But what else, like, you know, did you really, like, immerse yourself when, when you got there? Like, is are is the nightlife and everything, is it is it just, like, night and day from where you lived? I mean, Austin is not, it's not, like, not a you know, more progressive, uh, type of city, especially for Texas, but was it a lot different? Like, was there things that you just like that really like hit you in a different way? 
oh yeah yeah <laughs> um i mean like it was just like insane to you know um especially nightlife because i like moved here when i was like in you know my early 20s so i was just like whoa weird techno show at 3 a.m like let's do this <laughs> um and you know like it's just cool too like i was just like finding about like so many like DIY like shows and like I think one of the first one I went to was one Keon's band Keon's band um what was that venue called but like stuff like that like it was just like also word of mouth everything it was just really fun at the time to like just be immersed into like like I said the chaos of a city because I definitely didn't sleep and like that was so new to me but also I was like once again working like constantly like six day weeks yeah so it was like crazy have fun get into the city meet lots of really cool people and then like but do your day day job and like you know make sure you can pay rent next month right um but i mean like you know i i I do love it here it's insane like especially like before covid like it was cool to get like a taste of like how you know quick and like fast-paced the city is like how much diversity and like create like creative people around um and like that was nice and then you know when covid hit it was just like whoa this is insane why should i move back to texas like it was kind of scary yeah but um you know things are like what they are now so it's yeah. still like insane because you got to be cautious yeah now am i correct in thinking that you were bartending before covid yeah, uh, so okay. I work in, like, service industry, like, hospitality, uh, bartending, and, like, serving and stuff. Um, so, like, that's been, like, fun, too, because, you know, you would just, like, meet people. I work at this bar that's, like, next to, like, a big venue. So, yeah, it was cool to, like, talk to people about, like, who they're going to see. And they're like, oh, Dino Jr. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and, you know, like, then, like, meet a new friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what, like, I, like you're like – go out and party all night and and then work your day job. And I was like, wait, like, weren't you a bartender? So like you're around <laughs> people partying all day and then you party all night. Like, and, and like, yeah, that must've been like a wild, you know, a wild experience. Like, I'm not really sure like what you were uh, doing when you left Texas, like for work or whatever, but like, um, like, was that also part of just like the, like, total immersion in in like everything about the city that that like sort of you know entranced you um honestly i like i said i had it traveled and uh before i moved from austin i'd got a job with apple and like you know they were talking about like like, this will be like a traveling job blah 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 blah. and then like i guess when you know the quarter landed on heads i was like well you know you're just figure it out afterwards. Um, and then I got here and yeah, I just kind of got like really into it. It was just like a lot of fun and like new and I was young. I definitely can't do that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but it was like sick, you know, cause I was just like, like it was just so new to me and like I had never been here. So it was just getting once again, like immersed into the chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but no, we, like even last night I went to a friend's engagement party and like, we just had a few glasses of wine and I was like wiped out for the rest of the day. Luckily it's my day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was going to say, like, you know, there's really, I, I couldn't think of any place else that you could go to that would be better for that. Like experience, you know, of just like, 
just having to be on 24 seven, like, and, and, um, being at the right time in your life, you know, to do that, that's really like awesome that you got to, you know, have that experience. Um, so, you know, now, like you said that, you know, you're still really busy, um, working and everything. Are you still working like in similar, um, fields or? Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was still like bartending, doing all that good stuff, like slowly trying to shift away as the year is like ending. No, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I kind of want to get back into like working as like a like on a production, like assistants, like sets and design and whatnot. I always thought that was like really fun when I first moved here. I was getting a few gigs with that, and then you know, I just randomly got uh, so the bartending thing like happened as I moved here too. I was working in the kitchen at the bar. And, um, I guess like, you know, I got like a good um, relationship with the customers and, you know, I'm such a people person. So I would, you know, communicate, made good friends and they moved me as like a bar back. And then they were like, you know what, you're making everyone laugh. Why don't you become a bartender? And that kind of, it all just happened here really. <laughs> like before that I was like, I think working at a screen print shop. Like I said, I was going to work at Apple. Um, and that was in Austin, so like this was definitely like new. <laughs> yeah, that's but it's awesome. fun. I mean, yeah, it's like making potions. <laughs> yeah, something about something about the, the the energy of the city really like you know cracked that shell for you. Um, oh my god, seriously! <laughs> this is um the second. This is like the second out of my like last three podcasts where I've chatted with somebody that had um, bartending experience. And I didn't ask this last time, but like, what do you, how do you like, other than um, getting like a liquor license or whatever, what do you have to do? Did you have to do any like formal training or did they just like, you're like, look, you kind of know what you're doing. Like, let's show you how to do this. Or was there more to it than that? Um, I mean, well, it's, I, God, this sounds terrible, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I really don't know like what the, uh, right precaution is for like that. I mean, I'm sure you know, there's school, which is great too. Uh -huh. Um, I feel like I was just like, when I got hired, my friend Garen got hired as well. And, you know, he's like a phenomenal, um, mixologist and yeah we just always like i was working very late at the time i think i was like closing so we'd close together and you know he would just like show me like just proper techniques and i think that's just like kind of like how it unfolded and then i got like my food handler's license which i guess is like similar um so after that you know i just kind of thought it was just like fun like it felt like chemistry and i would just like look up other recipes and then i would like read the bars recipes and I kind of feel like I just like jumped into it. Like when they were like, Oh, you know, so-and-so can't make it. And I was like, well, you know, I know a few of the drinks <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of jumped straight into it and it worked that way. Um, That's awesome. Uh, Do you have like the fancy, like, throwing the throwing the containers around and i mean do you do the whole like uh tv show thing or oh god keep no, it, it kind of chill <laughs> <laughs> i try to keep it a little chill i mean it gets chaotic but also 
you know, like whoever can do that, I commend them. We have this like one worker who like throws bottles in the air and I'm just like, dude, that looks insane. And he's like <laughs> lighting shots on fire. And I'm like, I just want to talk to people and make them feel comfortable and laugh and, you know, maybe chat about music and then we can go on with our day. <laughs> And that was my conversation with Michael Gonzalez. Thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time to chat with me and being a pal all these years. Also, thanks to everyone who listens along to these conversations week by week or whenever they come on. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>